Welcome to Financial Flight Academy with John Schutz and Brent Connolly from Soar Wealth Strategies. In this podcast, we inspire families and business owners to build a foundation for their financial future. We do this by listening and building trust with our clients. Join us for this journey where we explore ways to protect your nest and live out your dreams as John and Brent draw from years of experience and guest experts to help you take that leap of faith. You know, when I think of top customer experiences, I think of companies like Chick-fil-A, Lexus, Ritz-Carlton, and today's guest. I'm John Schutz. And I'm Brent Connolly. We are the founding partners of Soar Wealth Strategies. When we founded this company, our principle was to provide an elite client service experience. Yeah, that, that was really our number one goal when we when we discussed this. And that brings us to our guest today. Those who know her cannot help but love her. The Senior Client Relationship Manager here at Sorwell Strategies, Penny Krakemeyer. Welcome, finally, to Financial Flight Academy. We were able to force you to do this. Thank you, guys. Happy to be here. <laughs> Are you really? Yes. <laughs> we finally let her out of her cage up front where she works all day long to come back yes. in here. This, this took a while to, this was like uh, trying to get the president to appear on a, a show or something, you know, right. it's, it's that high level mm -hmm. just without the security. So <laughs> let's get into this before Penny starts airing grievances with yes. us. Yes, uh, you want to kick it off here, Brent, with some sure. of the questioning? Absolutely. We always like to find out about where people grew up and kind of what what was it like, uh, you know, growing up in Nebraska, small town, Dodge, Nebraska? Tell us a little bit about that. So, yes, small town. We probably had around 700 people. Um, it's probably much smaller than that right now. I graduated with like 13 people in my class. <laughs> we all had to go out for sports to be able to we have a team. Um, and what sports did you participate in? I played volleyball basketball and track. We also had a local swim team um, during the summer. Yes, small town gives you a lot of opportunity to try new things. So yeah, I played sports and I was on the bowling team. My dad was the, yeah. um, he did a Saturday morning league for young kids. So we did Saturday morning. What, what's your average? Come on. You can tell us what, what was, I like to know the high score actually. Yeah. I'm trying to don't think. be shy. Like 280. You know, oh my gosh. Whoa. Whoa. Oh gosh. <laughs> See, Penny always she never ceases to amaze me because I you remember we played in a charity softball tournament one time and her and her husband Adam show up. Yes. And I'm I, I'm looking at Penny and she's like, she's all over the place. She's makes she's oh. hitting the ball all over the place. She's I mean Looks sneaky like athletic over there. Derek Jeter at the shortstop yeah, position. I know. No, Socks pulled yeah. up, like, <laughs> eye black on. They were serious. I remember that day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I know. Adam was in a full uniform, as I recall. But no, just kidding. <laughs> Penny, with a name like Penny, were you not destined to be in the financial services industry? Right. You would think so. <laughs> and actually, when I was working in um, a bank during college, there was one person that went through the drive-thru where I was working and they were the only one that actually said, wow, you work at a bank and your name's Penny. How convenient. Uh, so, yeah. But you had uh, a pretty good introduction to the financial world with your parents, right? Yes. So um, my dad was a banker in Dodge and he really 
put in the message to me about saving. Um, so I remember there were times where I had a summer job and I worked at the pool as a lifeguard and I would get my paycheck and I would bring it down to the bank, deposit it into my savings account. I would add them. I would give my savings book so I can get a balance Ooh. and my balance went down, not up. <laughs> and I'm like, what is happening? So I remember going to my dad and he would take money out of my savings and um, <laughs> put it into savings bonds for me yeah. for college. And I didn't realize that, but he would just randomly take money out. I was going to say, how does that bank work in Dodge? Yeah, it's right? not, it's normally not. Interesting. Yeah. So I remember him just putting money away and me not realizing it until I asked for my balance and it goes down when I add money. But yes, he was a big saver. He was in banking. I remember him going to banking school in Colorado. Um, and then my parents decided to buy the insurance office in town. So then they were um, business owners together. So I remember him, both of my parents working lots of hours during the week. My dad would go in Sunday, Saturday morning sometime, um, but they also knew how to have fun too. So it's like that play, work hard to play hard kind of message. Right. So yeah. Yeah. A, yep. a similar theme here from our guests with unbelievable stories of parents that are working hard, rubbing two nickels together, but you guys never went without. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So he was a hardworking person. My mom also, um, was very hardworking and, and they passed that on to you. What did you decide? You, you worked in the fields too, right? Just like yes. many of us had to in Dodge County. Yes. We're both from Dodge County, by the way. Yeah. We're kind of a North Bend Dodge connection there. Right. I'm, yep. I'm sensing that you also wielded a corn knife. There I you did. go. Yep. Yes. <laughs> so one of my summer jobs was not only a lifeguard, but I was also walking beans um, I remember my friends telling me about this bean buggy that they got a ride. And I'm like, I don't even know what that is because we always had to walk them. And so we would do that. And then my uncle was in charge of mowing a cemetery out and by the farm that he lived on. And we would always help maintain the um, cemetery. So we would be mowing and Weed whacking and yeah, like all that. See, this is stuff. where this work ethic comes from, mm -hmm. Brent, because right. for people who just kind of pop into our office once or twice a year for their review, mm -hmm. they don't realize how much Penny keeps things on track here. And I always used to call her Radar O'Reilly, but mm -hmm. then I realized she has no idea who that is for MASH. <laughs> so I had to stop calling her that. But the, there are many times where I will just Occasionally, I have to prove that I'm paying attention and say, hey, yes. Penny, where does this stand? Uh, that's been done already. Yes. I, you don't even have to ask. So it's just been uh, that work ethic in you is very obvious, I think, to everyone who deals with you that if if there's a task to be done, she's going to get it done probably before you ask. How many times have we talked to people? Oh, don't worry. I already talked to Penny about that. Yeah, I, right. just, I just show up here. <laughs> I just work here. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. And we're, we are blessed with client relationship managers who are like that. So it's not just Penny, but also Karen Olson before her and Karen McCall now. And uh, we are, we are definitely blessed with this crew that we have around us. Absolutely. Okay, Penny. So let's now move uh, outside of Dodge. What did you do for school? Where did you go and talk a little bit about uh, after college? Okay. 
So I attended Midland Lutheran College in Fremont, which is now known as Midland University. And my major was um, business and marketing, um, like business management and marketing. And then during college, I did some work study um, on campus as a lifeguard, which was, um, <laughs> which was really easy actually. Cause I just watched the pool. Nobody really ever swam in the pool, but it was a good study. Um, oh. I got paid to study sure, basically, but it was a great gig to have, um, the extra cash. And then I also w- worked part-time at a bank in Fremont, just as a teller. I did the, um, after my classes from the afternoon evening shift, basically during the drive-through, I would work there as a teller during school. And then after I graduated, my first job was full-time at a bank in Fremont, um, where I started as a teller and then moved into new accounts. And then eventually I did more special projects. Like my interest was compliance. So I was able to do some compliance <laughs> things because my attention to detail, of course. Yes. Oh, okay, folks. Yeah, we yeah, got it. We got yeah, it. Let's let's just pause there. We have Brent, to pause here. Go ahead. Yes. If there's one thing we give Penny a hard time about here is her love of compliance. Yes. And for all those regulators out there listening, we are very compliant. Absolutely. And we compliance is a big part of our business. Of Obviously, course. we talk about it with our clients when we go through how their money is handled here, et cetera. <laughs> but it takes a very special person to actually want right. to monitor all that stuff because there are a lot of minute rules that are, you know, just things like. Oh, if you send a birthday card to a client, we have to have that on file and you can't tracking all of that stuff. Why do you like, what is wrong with you, Penny? Why do you like that sort of thing? (laughs) I think it's like the control aspect of it. (laughs) There it is. There you go. Okay. All right. That does make some sense. Yes. And attention to detail. I like to know what's going on. I I like the black and white kind of follow the rules, know a plan, have procedures in place, um, that order feel to it yeah. is what I like the most. Well, so what, get very sad. She gets very sad, John, when we have our <laughs> audits and she can't sit in. I know. Them. That is I know. correct. Usually people were, are like, oh yeah, good. I don't have to go into the audit. No, she's yes. disappointed. Yes. I, I, I don't get it, but that's okay. It's good. It's good. It's good. But we're talking about all of this attention to detail of yours. And it's, it just never ceases to amaze me that when clients need something, it's just... Don't get in Penny's way. Right. It's don't ask her to do anything else because it's going to get done. And so I don't mean for this to be like a psychology experiment, but where does that come from? I feel like it has to do with my parents, like the detail that they had to go through with owning a business my dad was very much like stats. Like he took stats during when he announced games for baseball. He wrote all these notes down. He was very orderly. And I think it just came from how they had to run their business like that. They had to know those things. They had to keep things in order. I think it was just the upbringing from them that made me the way I was. I still am. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you're I, not changing. I have, I have- <laughs> kind of a question for both of you, because I met both of you uh, at our previous employer. And how did you two end up meeting and working together? 
So I worked I with about I this. worked with Penny's mother-in-law mm -hmm. at, at the previous firm, and I, I, truly, I was just very worried about. This was my focus: getting the right person in this role of office administrator or client relationship manager, as we call it now. And thankfully, <laughs> I I am so happy that her mother-in-law introduced us because uh, it's been. 12 years now. I know it seems like a lot less, doesn't it, Penny? Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's making, this is, this is a podcast. She's making a face. So 12 years and three of them happy. Or... Right. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> We're in the tree of trust here. Right. <laughs> yeah. So why the, why the pivot from banking? So in banking, it was a very, when you met people like customers, that was the other thing with banking. They were known as customers mm -hmm. in this industry with financial industry or like investing, you know, them as clients. So they were called differently, which I found very interesting. Right. And I felt like the, the relationship between you and a customer and the banking industry seemed really quick. Like it wasn't mm -hmm. transactional um, like, maybe. Yes. Yeah. So like when I was in the teller position, it was like, you came to the teller, you got your money and you left. Like there was no time to small, small talk, like to get to know them, to ask them questions. It was nothing. It was like people were in a rush to get their money. And some people just dropped off their check and they just kept going and you didn't have an opportunity to really get to know people as well. So in this industry, when I changed to the investing, you had to get to know them because they were more long-term. It wasn't short-term money related. Mm -hmm. It was more long-term. So you had to get to know them. You had to understand who their, what their goals were, who their who their family was. So I felt like you had a better understanding of the people you were working with, yeah. um, in investing versus in the banking industry. And that's the biggest difference I felt and what I enjoy the most is just mm -hmm. getting to know them on a more high level. And it's what you are so good at because, mm -hmm. you know, let's be honest, Brent, they like these ladies much more than they like us, our clients. So I, they could edit that part of it. Oh, well, it's, it's actually true, yeah, but we, but correct. so we were very purposeful when we named this position client relationship manager, because the relationship is what's important. And I would just say that over time, these folks become more than clients. They really become more like family, don't they? Yes, I would agree. All right. So when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about what Penny Krakemeyer does here with us at Sorwell Strategies and why her role is so important. Excuse me. Yeah, you. Thanks so much for listening to Financial Flight Academy. We hope you're enjoying it so far. If you have any questions or would like to talk more about this topic, you can find us at SoarWealthStrategies.com, and all of our social media platforms are listed in the show notes. And we're back with Financial Flight Academy, Client Relationship Manager, Penny Crackmeyer. Senior Client Relationship Manager. Yes, yes. So, <laughs> Penny, why is client service so important to you? I feel like it goes back to the thought of you treat people how you want to be treated. So I think of things that if somebody did that to me, how I would, right. how it would make me feel. So for an example, if somebody called me randomly on my birthday <laughs> from an office that I see maybe once a year, how would that make me feel? 
And so those are the extra things that we do here at Soar Wealth Strategies that I feel like um, make people feel special and important to us. So I just, I really focus on how would that make myself feel like if I would call them or if I would do this for them or if I would do something for them without even being asked mm-hmm. um, is what I try to focus on. And, and Penny, you and Brent and and the two Karens, <laughs> they were we were all involved together in making sure that there was a purposeful cadence mm-hmm. to how we contact our clients Mm -hmm. so that it is not just, well, we meet once a year and we never talk to you again. Right. Uh, You're going to know people get contact multiple times from us, not just in appointments, but also from their financial advisor, their primary financial advisor, but also from our client relationship managers, because it's important for all of us to know each other and and know what's happening. So we've automated as much of that as we can just Mm -hmm. that, so that it is not missed. Right. It's not automated in the sense that, in fact, funny story, we have options when we set up our phone system here. And one of the things we all agreed was we are absolutely not going to have number prompts oh, to no. try and get a hold of the person in our office. That is awesome. Press one if you'd like to talk to uh, Penny. Press <laughs> two if that's that is not client service. No, so you're no. when you call here, you're either going to talk to Penny. Karen, Karen, Brent, John, or Andrew, you're not going to talk to, you can't leave a message if no one's available, but that's very rare. So I just, I think that's very important, but just what are some of the things that you enjoy about dealing with our clients? And if you can't answer this, Penny, I'll answer it for you because I think I know this answer. One of my favorite things that we implemented a couple years ago in the office that we were at previously was a follow-up call. So when clients meet with the advisor, one thing that I really enjoyed was to follow up with them in a call the next month, just to make sure we were able to cover everything and see if there's any questions. Um, There was one time I remember I had called the client and just in like the three weeks since the review, something had already changed, whether it be a life event, maybe it was something that they thought of later. And one thing that John had mentioned to me when we first implemented this several years ago was think of it as a doctor visit. So you go to the doctor, you see your doctor, and then when you leave, do they follow up with you? Not all the time, but are there times where you leave the office and you're like, oh man, I, I wish I should have, you know, Mm -hmm. asked that doctor this question. And then it's really hard for, for you to get in contact with them again, but to have somebody reach out to you, double check to make sure everything was fine. And if there was a question, we would set up a call and have the advisor call them back, or we would try to answer it for them. I think that it has been really a good positive in our changes in our practice. Folks, I got to say, there are two people in this office who are very busy studying on top of doing their uh, work here. Mr. Connolly is uh, will soon be taking the certified financial planner examination. This is correct. Yes. And uh, that's why he's losing even more hair than usual. <clears throat> that is a very high level of study. Either one of you can chip in and say that I've already got it, but I had to get it. You knew it was coming. That That is something that is part of our client 
service that we think is important that our advisors should be highly skilled in a lot of different right. areas. And I think Brent, you well, realize that we're that- always, we're always trying to get better and iron sharpens iron. And it's, I'm really excited about the studies. It's, it's, it's interesting. The nerd in, in me loves some of the, the concepts, but more importantly than my test is Penny's test coming up for the series seven, yep. become a licensed financial advisor. And John, you remember what that was like going through that? Yeah. And Penny, maybe just share a little bit about how that's going so far. Aren't you excited we asked you to do it? (laughs) Well, to be honest, I am excited about the opportunity. I was not sure when or if I would be interested in something like this, but when the opportunity was given to me, I jumped on it. I always love learning new things. I like to advance my career. So this is a great opportunity for me to do that. And it's going good. Uh, (laughs) It's taking a lot more time than I ever imagined, but the details and information I'm learning are very interesting and something that I probably would not have known if I didn't. What you don't know is that John and I had been talking about this career path for you for quite a while. Yeah. All the time. Because when you, when you see talent, you want right to take advantage. We are taking advantage of your talent, Penny, just in case you didn't know. But, <laughs> but I think sometimes people have to see in you something that maybe you don't see. And we saw it a long time ago in you. So right. go ahead. Sorry, we, Brent, didn't well, interrupt the thought, but I did. Well, yes. Well, we just, you know, at, at some point we had to say, okay, are you going to ask her? Are you going to ask her? Are you going to ask you know? <laughs> All right. We'll both ask her, right? Penny, how do you feel about taking this tech? But no, you... Uh, I remember that day in this office and you were like, wow, that's, I'm really, you want me to do that? Yeah. We think you'd be great. And you, I I saw, I saw an excitement from you Mm -hmm. that I hadn't seen in just a different type of excitement. Yes. Yeah. It's awesome. I think I feel like I bring more to the table than what I have been doing. So to um, have an opportunity to expand on the potential I feel like I have is exciting and like what John had told me before, if it was easy, then everybody would do it. <laughs> That's right. Um, yes. Which is very true. So I'm excited and we'll see what happens. But yeah, I am studying a lot and can't wait for it to be done. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, and I have to say, you have been amazing at doing this because you're balancing a job. You got four kids. You got a husband. We all know how difficult husbands can be, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, No knock on Adam. It's just uh, (laughs) all of us. But how tough is it juggling all of those things? It's challenging. Um, But I think the, the biggest thing we did when we first started talking about it is I sat my husband down, talked to him to figure out, okay, if I do this, (laughs) <laughs> we got to have a plan in place for at home. And then I also talked to my kids. I'm so shocked that, that you planned this all out. It's right. just stunning to me, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> but you had to, I had to make sure that my, um, my family at home was on board too. Yep. So that yeah. when they saw me um, study, they knew what it was for and that it was good. And I think my kids enjoy it because they also, some of them are studying for tests and stuff too. So I hope that it inspires my kids. Absolutely. To do like to expand on the talents and knowledge that you can get when an opportunity comes awry. If I know Penny, she has a 
large calendar probably in her oh, kitchen at home that's color code at least color, one color coordinated coordinated at least one yeah maybe correct. One. <laughs> i know it i know it how many I have one big calendar okay. in the kitchen that is actually color coordinated. I love it. I love it. There is no question that yeah. was going on. Well, I just, I have to say we are blessed to have you in our office, Penny, and with us at Sorwell Strategies. And I know our clients feel the same way. We're also fortunate to have Karen McCall and Karen Olson in the office with us on our client relationship management team. Couldn't do it without you guys. Truly. Nope, that's true. If you'd like to learn more about Soarwell Strategies and our flight team, please visit our website, soarwellstrategies.com, or please give us a call at 531-867-3400. Thank you again for joining us Thank on you, Financial Penny. Flight Academy. Thank you, Penny. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you, guys. And join us next time on Financial Flight Academy. Thank you for listening to the Financial Flight Academy podcast. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at SoarWealthStrategies.com or give us a call at 531-867-3400. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Soar Wealth Strategies. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Securities and advisory services offered through Commonwealth Financial Network, member FINRA SIPC, a registered investment advisor.